Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Belonging. I am very excited to talk with my guest, Nick DeForest, today because it's a topic I'm very interested in, and I think I had preconceived ideas about while I was growing up. Welcome to the podcast, Nick. I can't wait to hear about your work and your journey. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Helene. This is great. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll talk just a little bit later mm -hmm. on about my preconceived notions yeah, about, about your role and, and what you do. Um, <laughs> but I didn't really say anything at all about yeah. who you are, where you are, and what you're doing. So please tell our listeners. Uh, absolutely. Um, well, I'm a Canadian and I'm in Vienna, Austria right now, and I've lived here for 23 years. Wow. And I'm an athletic director at the American International School of Vienna. Um, I didn't have any idea about what this job was growing up because I didn't even know it existed. I didn't realize till I came here. Um, but it was something that I always loved to do. And that is organize um, athletics teams and events and just interact with um, really students, coaches, and parents uh, all the time uh, in, in all different ways, you know. It's, it's really a, a great job, um, and I love it because of those different uh, nuances. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I also have branched out, let's say, and that's kind of why I connected with you and, and wanted to talk with you today because um, it became apparent that it's kind of a lonely job, athletic director. There's only one in a school, and being international, there's maybe only one in a country uh, where, you are, where you are. So I started out a, a few years back of trying to bring this international school athletic director community together. And that's kind of got me on a path of um, you know, podcasting and uh, video discussions and a book. Um, so that's, that's my, my brief history of where I am and, and how, I, how I got here. Yeah, oh, it's, a, it's a great segue in, into our discussion today because I'm going to ask you specifically to delve di uh, deeper into um, the book and uh, the podcasting and all of yeah. that um, during our conversation today. So the first question I always ask my guest, Nick, is mm -hmm. if I say the word belonging or feeling a sense of belonging, what's the first thing or things that come to mind? Oh, yeah, great. Um, for me, it's it's having a group of family or friends um, that you can share with, uh, relax with, and just be yourself with. So I think that's you know personal, professional, um, and something I realized I, I needed uh, and mm -hmm. something I try to do all the time. So that, that sense of belonging to the group you're in and just being able to be yourself. Yeah. Right, yes. Yes, yeah, uh, the, th the things that I, I talk about in, in my book, you know, that whole mm -hmm. idea of, it's not just the personal belonging that we feel, but it's also the professional belonging. And you're, you're a great example of that. And this yeah. one, I'm really excited to get into that right now. So okay. my first question is, what was your journey like while you were growing up um, in terms of you know, what you did, a little bit of your background and how you got to, to Austria? And yeah. what was the role of sports in feeling a sense of belonging while you were growing up before you got to Austria? Yeah, great. Great question. And sport was a, a massive role in my life. My father was the head of our um, city baseball organization. So he coached me, but he also ran all the teams and helped organize the events, kind of like an, a an AD now for a school. 
Um, so I saw that side of it. And then my mother uh, and uncle and that side of the family were all teachers. So oh, I was nice. really into teaching and early age, I saw how those two worlds, which are very separate um, in a lot of ways are really linked, you know, as coach being a teacher and, and mm -hmm. vice versa. So I was really into this educational athletics idea without even realizing it because I kind of had it from both sides, the sport and the, and the teaching side. But that was me growing up. I played baseball and I played hockey and then I didn't quite know what I wanted to study. I went and played baseball in Buffalo at Erie Community College. Um, Where I grew took, up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love Buffalo and I enjoyed my two years there, but I still didn't know what I wanted to study. And then I got an offer to come over to Europe and play baseball in Vienna, Austria. And I thought, you know, this is 1999. Um, I had no idea there was baseball uh, in Europe. And I thought, mm -hmm. yeah, Western New York, as much as I like it. Uh, for another couple of years or, or go off overseas. So one year turned into two, um, turned into 23, really. Um, in the middle, I, I finished my, my degree, uh, history mm -hmm. degree, um, my teacher's uh, degree, and then really been full-time at school here now for 18 years. And uh, awesome. I'm loving it ever since. So I, I'm international, but not the typical international person that moves around, um, mm -hmm. which I really thought for a while was, a negative, you know, because I didn't have it, uh, experiences from other schools, like some of my right. colleagues, like, well, when I was there or when I was there. Um, mm -hmm. So I started to find those um, those differences from different schools in, mm -hmm. in talking to other ADs because I couldn't go and work there. I needed to to get more info. And, and I realized that I was quite unique because I stayed and because I can uh, really realize what it's like to put roots in and how much mm -hmm. change you can bring to a community when you when you stay, you know, and don't just, right. let's say, rotate through every four or less years, you know, like right. some people. So, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is quite a journey. And I, I love the, the intersectionality of the teaching with the coaching. And uh, from having read your book, I can see where, you know, where you developed. And also, yes, I, I know that the AD position in schools internationally, because I've lived internationally mm -hmm. since 1984 in Kuwait, how, how lonely it can be. And many times I know in the United States, there are, are positions of some kind of coaching, a structural coach or, mm -hmm. or some type of coach, and they're the only one in the school, um, right. sometimes in a small district. And it is very lonely. So it, it's great when you can sort of create that community. And I, I love the way you've done that. But what I'd like to look at next is, mm -hmm. is the book, because I think that speaks to yeah. how, how you, you know, how you sort of went on this journey and felt that stability in your job and the familiarity of what was going on in your school. So we often hear or think that school athletic programs focus on the competitive side of sports. That is my right. preconceived idea. Sure. Um, however, in your book, A Global Playbook, How Every International School Can Raise Its Game, uh, you note that a successful athletic program can improve the culture of an entire school yeah. community. And so I was curious to know more. So I started reading the book. Yes. And Thank you. there is a, yeah, there is a whole child aspect of yeah. school athletics that we tend to gloss over, but that you go into more, more detail. And um, you divide it into the six C's. 
So I'd love for you to talk more about the book. What are the six C's and what do you hope international educators take away from your book and even educators wow. in general? Because I think yeah. it, there's a place for it everywhere. Yeah, I think that. Thank you so much for the for the question and, and reading and diving in um, mm -hmm. to the book, because that was one of the. I, I definitely will. And I, I will answer the question, but I just want to note that that was one it's of the okay. reasons I wanted to to write the book was to um, not just talk to ADs all the time about our programs, mm -hmm. you know, because we we champion ourselves, but I wanted to, you know, reach out and and kind of uh, not always preach to the choir is something I like to say is. So like talking to you and, and having other people realize it's not just about winning or competition um, because in the US and Canada growing up, that's really what the focus is or what you see. And it's only for, let's say the top athletes in the school where internationally, every one of our students in schools can play on one of our teams and, and probably should try something new you know, get out of your culture, uh, comfort zone and, and things like that. So and get some exercise. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> be healthy. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And so that's w why I realized that at, through my journey of the mm -hmm. podcast and, and, and discovery of, of other ADs and what they're like is that we we're all saying the same things. We all think it's great, but we're running into roadblocks in our schools and um, about funding sometimes about ah, athletics gets everything. Uh, the idea because it's visible. So talking about building the culture in the community of a, of a school, especially internationally, um, athletics has that ability because it's visible, because people run around and travel to other schools in your school's uh, logo. So we're out there, whether people like it or not. So why is we might as well use each other, you know? And, and one of the things I it started as a pet peeve and, and it's in the book near the beginning, it's about the terms co-curricular versus extracurricular. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed seeing that. That was yeah. an interesting perspective. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, and even myself, five, six, seven years ago, I just kind of assumed those terms were interchangeable. You know, yeah, mm -hmm. they're, they're the same thing. But for someone who doesn't realize the value when they hear extracurricular, it's really this, okay, it's an extra, it's after school, it's not as important. Um, you know, we don't need to fund it as well. We don't need to care about it as much. We're co-curricular. It's really it's classified as really an extension of the school day and working together with, with uh, teachers and the things you're doing in the classroom. And I really believe our, our international schools around the world are just so great. We, we offer so many things to our students. And especially as you move on through high school, the days are so busy and jam-packed, you know, IB curriculums of schools that have MYP and PYP, they're also so busy. So those schools can really use the athletic program to teach a lot of the things that maybe don't have time in the classroom, but are really important. You know, teamwork, Very true. You know, working together, just, just overcoming adversary, you know, mm -hmm. all sorts of things, you know, that's a whole nother hour discussion of the benefits of athletic, which, yeah. you know, um, many people know but it's, well. But, but it's I, really important to mention. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's you know, this, you mentioned the six, the six C's and I, I started the, the journey of putting the book together and I thought, what do I need to include? What, what, what do people have? Like if, if people, if every school does this, should I put it in the book at, at all? Or should I talk about it? So I really, started brainstorming and uh, a big list. And I went through a lot of schools, athletics and activities handbooks mm -hmm. and their school student handbooks to see what, 
what they all have, maybe what only a few schools have and kind of compared little schools to big schools. And I had this big list and I thought, wow, this is just a mess of, of great <laughs> things, but I need to organize it. And I thought, wow, I started grouping them into sections. And then these, these words came to me. And um, so the, the six sections are core. And those are things like mission statements and core values, things a lot of schools have already. Uh, commitment. It talks about the commitment level of different people or groups in your school community, like the board or teachers or coaches. Um, and then care. And there's some great, great ways in there about how schools can really care about um, the people in its community, right? And the student athletes want, being one of them. Um, culture, that talks about the things kind of just mentioned, how you can use athletics to improve the culture of the school. Um, you know, internationally, we're so transient, right? May, not myself, as I mentioned, but so many of our students and teachers and, and that. And, you know, a lot of students and families come and when they move in, the first thing they want to, they want to get involved and they want to learn how they can meet new people and athletics, mm -hmm is that way. So um, in, in culture, there's some ways to help help with that because it helps mm -hmm. students settle into their new home. For sure. And then competition. And that's kind of a given, you know, if you have an athletics program, you want to compete, but even more into it, it's not about winning. And it's about giving the, the students a chance to learn what it's like to compete, you know, what it's like to lose and win and how you, how you handle yourself in those situations. So one of those subsections in, in competition is about um, uh, competition in your own school you know just you don't need other schools you don't need to travel set up games right. and set up ways uh, mix students set up things to have include everybody even mm -hmm. if it's during the school day during lunch um, but have some intramurals they're called um, mm -hmm. because really some schools are uh, you know alone uh, in, a, in a country or in a city especially in, in it's really hard um, to, to play other international schools. And then the last one is communication. It's the really shortest um, section um, because it, I, I feel it's most important, even though it's the shortest section at the end, because it just ties everything together. And, mm -hmm. and that goes back to just everything in, in life, you know, your family, how you communicate with your sons and daughters and parents. And um, it's just prevalent in our society of, how we communicate and how important it is to, you know, be on time with communications, accurate. Um, and just, just, you know, you can have these great ideas and organize, I can organize this fantastic intramural event on a Friday in two months and have all these great things. But if I don't have the teachers informed or talk to them about it early on in the stage, I can, we can run into some friction. So just, it goes into uh, some things about that and how important it is to, to communicate well. Um, and that's also with the board to the AD, you know, if there's some big mm -hmm. school events happening that the principals are working on, have they right. put it on uh, a weekend where your volleyball teams are all playing, you know, mm -hmm. and then the students have to choose. Do they go to this big community event or they oh, right. go to the volleyball? Yes. Yeah. So in, in, in our school, the athletic director position has always been uh, a part of the admin team and they're right nice. there having the conversations and because they're really, we really represent a good part of our students and, and a huge yes. part of what they feel is important to them. Mm -hmm. um, so having that voice on the table is one of the, the main things um, that I think is important for a school of any size. Mm -hmm. It can be, you know, a school of a couple hundred kids in a remote place, but the, the AD can do so much more. It's not just about having a lot of teams and, and things like that. It's really using the athletic right. program to, 
to better the lives of the students. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the way you, you broadened your view and written the book to broaden everybody's view of, of what an, right. you know, a, an AD does, but also, or can do, and also, you know, the influence, uh, like you've been talking about, of the, the idea of sports and the co-curriculars and the intramurals and things, and also teaching those life skills, which a lot of times, you know, those soft skills, life skills that people think, you know, oh, we need to teach them separately. But I mean, if you're, you know, if you're looking at the skills that uh, employers are looking for now, uh, a lot of it is is represented in sports. Um, so why can't we go ahead and make sure that everybody Absolutely. in the school has that advantage? And also sports are, are a way to, you know, to bring the community together because um, you're, you're representing your school, yes. right? Yeah. The teams are representing the school. And right. um, so having the community come behind that is, is yeah. really, really important. Right. Um, yeah, and I love the way the book uh, sort of develops. So you start from the whole idea of the, the core, the mission statement, you know, what do we believe in? Let's take a look at that. And then all the way to the idea of communication, it's probably short because you've mentioned so much of that uh, along the yeah. way is that right. if you're, if you're communicating your mission statement in the right way, and you're actually doing it, then that sort of guides everything else that, that, that happens. Exactly. Yeah, I also exactly. love the fact that you included the voices of other ADs around the world yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, the amount of research that that you that you talked about that you did, yeah. you know, you didn't yeah. just sit down and say, uh, I came up right. with these five C's and this is what I'm going to do. But you reached out to other ADs, right. you, you read what kind yeah. of things they're doing. You sort of did a statistical analysis of what they're doing and said, hmm, yeah. you know, this is, yeah. this is, uh, you know, this looks like something that we should all be able to share. And so, right. yeah, I, I love that part of your journey too. Well, so tell me, tell me just really briefly about the, the voices that you, yes. you asked and how you sort of interwove that into yeah. the book. Yeah. Well, th yeah, thank you for mentioning it. And that was a, a huge part of the process for me is that I didn't want it to be Nick says, you know, like mm -hmm. I mentioned, I've been at one school. Uh, I'm relatively young. Um, but, you know, it's it's never just been about me. I've always seen myself as a connector right. and, and really bringing people together. And I started with that before the podcast. Uh, in 2018, I put out a survey, International School AD survey, and I just sent it to people I knew and please mm -hmm. forward this on try to get it, I call it our state of the industry uh, and questions where we yes. can, can compare. So back then I started reaching out and, and hearing things from other people. So when I thought about the book, I thought, well, I have to include some of these great people that, I, that I've met through, through the years. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the, the most um, rewarding, but also a bit of the, the most time consuming part because I had uh, multiple interactions with 70 plus people back and forth um, about, you know, what what do you want to write about? Or I have I have these couple areas um, that I would love a comment on. Do any of them mm -hmm. speak to you? You know, so I wanted to give people the choice of, sure. you know, what you do at your school and what's important to you. And uh, of course, near the end, I I picked a few of my key you know top 
top guys and said, look, I really only have this section, but I think you can come up with something great for it. And, and they did. So I, in every, every subsection, I have one uh, other, not just AD, but there's some other, other teachers and mm -hmm. um, uh, a director around that, that contributed to that section. So sometimes I've had to then change the air, the uh, idea of that subsection after I got their submission, because I was like, wow, that's fantastic. I didn't even think about that. Oh, wow. Uh, you know? And so it made me look at, at some of the things, not just for the book, but some of the things mm -hmm. I do here. Um, so it was really rewarding going through the process of, of, of that, the give and take uh, of explaining the book, explaining what I would love, yes. why I would love them to be a part of it. And then, and then talking about their submission and going back and forth. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really, it was really great. And, and there's great people all around, you know, there's mm -hmm. great teachers and educators in all these yeah. places. And the, um, I wanted to highlight some of them as well. So not just me. Yeah, nice. And getting different perspectives. And then the whole idea of it being a professional development experience for you. Yeah, which absolutely. is really, really cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Writing a book can yeah. do that for you. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah you meant you mentioned the, um, the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's next question I sort of wanted to delve into. So yeah. you're the co-host along yeah. with another international educator, A.D. Matt Fleming, yeah. and it's called Globe Trotten ADs, which is, yeah. um, as you describe it, to bring athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches and friends from international schools around the world together. There's a, another way to get community. Um, yeah. The podcast is already in its third season, which is really wow. And I've listened to a couple of episodes and scanned through the playlist. You and Matt cover a variety of topics. So I'm curious about really? how you view the role of Globetrotten ADs within the international school community in terms of professional learning and the future of international schools and anything else you want to say about the podcast. Yeah, yeah, thanks. You know, that we started at... Um, before the pandemic, um, mm -hmm. so it was a, before I, we even knew what, what Zoom or before I knew what Zoom was for sure. Um, and there was just wasn't anything out there um, for us to connect aside from in-person meetings. So right. Matt and I kind of brainstormed or the survey I started, but that's nothing where you can listen and kind of learn and, and talk mm -hmm. from. But there were a few podcasts from US-based uh, athletic directors that I enjoyed listening to. But let's say in their hour episode, there was only a few minutes of something I could really take to my, to my job and really relate mm -hmm. it. Um, so I thought, Hey Matt, we could do that same thing and make it really a hundred percent relevant for international school ADs and coaches and things. So we went off on that, on that journey. Um, and just, we try to really highlight, um, ADs that are doing, doing great things and have them on, uh, some companies, let's say that we work with that, that provide a great service organizations and really try to focus on ADs or coaches um, and, and international. So, you know, I, it would be great to have uh, some famous athlete, like, I don't know, Michael Jordan on our podcast. I would love to interview them, but it wouldn't really bring much value to international school athletic directors. So we try to stay really, really focused uh, on that, which um, is great for our community. But of course, there's not thousands of aid, international ADs around the world out there. So the, uh, the listenership is, isn't as big as, you know, some kind of general sports podcast, um, but it's been fantastic uh, of the learning, the same thing with the book, you know, people writing us, Hey, I do this great thing at my school. I'd love to be on your podcast. 
um, or we nice. hear about something and we, you know, we reach out and be like, Hey, talk with us for an hour, you know, and, and mm -hmm. sometimes we'll just do general, general conversations about what's up right now. The start of the mm -hmm. pandemic, we did a lot of, you know, what's happening in your region. How are you dealing with some of the restrictions? Oh, true. Yeah. Things like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's been, it's really fun. And I guess this school year getting, getting back to normal, um, you know, with tournaments and, and events and things like that, it's been, mm -hmm. it's been a lot. So some of the, the video um, discussions and some of these other meetings have, have kind of fallen off the table, mm -hmm. um, but we, we want to keep the podcast going. So we try to do one every, or do do one every two weeks uh, nice. and just to keep that out there. And it's great to hear um, messages after a podcast goes out, like, oh, that was a great episode. And uh, thanks for sharing that. So I get a lot of those. Um, it's just a way to keep, keep the community together. And one of my main things um, is that I, wanna, I want us to be a resource, you know, Globetrotten ADs, whether we do online conferences, which we, we did during the pandemic or, or the podcast or, or anything. The book is just have a place where if you're going international, um, you, you know about us and you reach out and be like, hey, I'm new in Kuwait. Um, do you know any other ADs around me or anyone, you know, I have this question or this, mm -hmm. this problem I'd love some advice on um, because there really is no, you know, international um, athletic director, coach uh, organization that, that spans conferences. So in, in Europe, we're really lucky. We have oh, a lot of conferences yeah. that are, um, you know, connected. We have a CISA conference, Central Eastern um, European schools, and there's about 30 so we have two meetings a year and it's great. You mm -hmm. get the, you be in the same room with these people, but it's still only this year region. And sometimes, you know, outside, I, I might have more in common with the AD in, in Mongolia um, mm -hmm. than one in, in Salzburg, you know, a couple hours away. Right. So I always wanted to, to be a way, a place for people around the world to, to be able to connect and, and learn from. And it's, it's sure. been going going well the people I know around uh, from all corners and, and areas of the world is just it's hard to believe when I think back 10 years ago or as a kid growing up in uh, southern Ontario where you are right now yeah yeah yes yeah, yeah. where you are in the world and and where you are professionally and and sort of um mentally in in terms of uh and professionally you know where where you're where you're going and where you're headed um so yeah, really, really interesting. I love the name of the podcast, the Globe <laughs> Threaten ADs, and the fact that you um, are looking not just at sports particularly, but this broader sense of the, of the whole child, which yes. is, uh, are, are things that would affect each student in terms of making sure that there's inclusivity, uh, making sure that there's a, a look at diversity social justice and things like that. It seems like you're not necessarily concentrated on that, but certainly if those topics come up, uh, you and Matt are really willing to Absolutely. have uh, great Absolutely. discussions about them because uh, you know that's the future of education, right? Yeah. Uh, and certainly yeah. international education. I know there's a, a, a big movement by ALOC and, and some of the other organizations to make sure that international schools aren't a totally centered on, on certain populations yeah, um, in terms yeah. of favoring those kinds of narratives and, and so right. forth. So it was yeah, really great to great. see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's go ahead, way. yeah. Just, yeah, athletics is a great way to bring everyone together and, and mm -hmm. compete and learn uh, and learn uh, 
in the same room, you know, in a, in a more, um, I would say we're often relaxed, like in a practice setting and yeah, you really you get to learn a lot about each other and how, how people interact from different cultures. Right. And that's mm-hmm. part of the book is we're, we're not, we're not all the same. We have different backgrounds, whether it's, let's just even say non-athletic background or from a family that's, that's really athletic, you know, and all, right. all together. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mentioned the, the coach co-curricular and that term, that's one thing that's just, mm-hmm. it's an easy change to add to a vocabulary. It's, it's often what we, we believe our programs are. And the yeah. other big term that goes with just what you said is that it's educational athletics is what we, we call our program. Oh, yes. I wanted, I'm so program. glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Yes. Tell yeah. us about that term. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, and it's in, it's, it doesn't have to just be school athletics, but just the, the idea that um, we're here not to win games. It's educational athletics. You know, and that can be Little League Baseball, you know, uh, not all the, the teams are going to the Little League World Series, um, but you should be playing Little League Baseball to, to and coaching Little League Baseball to help educate kids and all those things we talked about. So just uh, putting that at the forefront, it, educational, even educational based athletics um, lets everybody know from your parents to your the other teachers to the coaches. So no, that's that's a focus. Um, and I, I ask our coaches to, to try to work that in wherever they can or in their practices, work in, you know, these, these life lessons, but, but talk about them, mm-hmm. you know, this is why we're doing this, you know, or this is important because, you know, how you interact with the officials, with the other opponents, um, and just, just relate it, uh, relate it and, and, and keep it, keep, uh, keep that on people's minds. You know, we're not here to win. It's, it's, it's education. And for the school part, it's, it's an extension of the school day. And it really, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I'm very fortunate here. We have a lot of teacher coaches. And we'll talk about that in the book, how I, how vital I think that is to, for kids to see their teachers outside of the classroom. Mm-hmm. But then when they see their teachers coaching, that they know that their teachers value the program, that the school values the program. Right. Um, and yeah, it just, we're, we're all together. And, and internationally, yeah. like I taught, I have international school in the title of the book. I mean, that's kind of my bread and butter where I am and, and where right. I my focus is but it really can be for any school uh international around the world not just international schools but also any you know club program i have club coaches Mm -hmm. i was a club coach that really loved the book too and take a lot of the things not all always applicable Uh, Mm -hmm. i talk about resource teachers you know a club doesn't have access to a resource uh learning support teacher um, like we do but there's many things um, that are but all the resources all in there. the community that they can access if yeah. they know about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes, so, sometimes a kid in the program needs that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why, why is this student not paying attention when I talk to the whole team as a group? You know, why are they mm-hmm. always uh, fidgeting or looking off to the distance? You know, a, a, mm-hmm. a old school club coach would just yell at that student and make them run lap. Yeah. You know, where yeah. we know there's there's another way and, and can have some. Mm-hmm. And ways to to help that that student. So yeah, I think really it's for for everything. You know, not just internationally um, focused. And I have a lot of great friends that are athletic directors, teachers, and coaches all through the U.S. Um, nice. A good portion of our of my listeners to the podcast are American based. Uh, so I, I really think we can all learn from each other. You know, and, and for sure, and share. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I think in general, educators. Uh, couldn't there is a lot that they can take away from this um, in terms of even getting involved with their uh, school sports programs or just 
looking at the school as a as a whole community and right. you know revisiting what the what the climate of the school is based on what you say in the book a lot a lot can be applied um i hadn't thought about this while i was reading the book and and mm -hmm. learning more about you but our discussion has brought it to the surface. Uh, we talk about third culture kids, and there are a right. lot of them in international schools, the ones that move and move and move. Right. And some kids are resilient and able to manage that. In fact, I, mm -hmm. I, know, I know adults who were those kids, um, and some are not. It's much more yeah. difficult for them to, to be on the move all the time and to try to get settled in and after two or three years move again, although they know mm -hmm. that's, you know, what either their parents' job is or or that's just what their life is growing up for whatever the reason. But mm -hmm. I think your book and, and, and some of the episodes of the um, Globetrotten ADs speak to that. And I, I think that's an area really that would be a great focus for international schools to look at is how we can really look at the whole school and the whole child um, through through your lens of, of the AD position and educational athletics, but also how does that approach work throughout the school to ensure that all children, not just the third culture kids, but right. especially the third culture kids really feel that sense of belonging in the school. And how can we do it better? Because uh, you know, uh, right now some some of the schools don't really know that they're not taking care of that part right. of the population. Absolutely. And I, I don't know how many right. there are, but I know it's it's a fairly large portion. Right. And you know, we we at our school AIS Vienna we have about eight hundred students, mm -hmm. and our turnover rate is about twenty percent. Twenty percent new mm -hmm. students every year, and. I know that's wow. low for a lot of places. Vienna is a beautiful place to live, and but it's yeah. still a lot. And really, at the beginning of the year or before the school year starts, it's the parents are writing us, how can my kid get involved? And they really need to play on a team right now so they can meet new people. Or how can nice. they, you know, how can this transition be smoother for them? Mm -hmm. um, and they, we're almost the first place they come uh, for the most part. Um, and it's just, it's easy because that's where the kids can go and, and, and play and be with with friends and in a relaxed place, you know, and it, right. it just makes the transition so much smoother. So it's very, yeah. very important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when, we, when you're talking about collaboration and, and team, you know, working as a team and all of that, and yeah. we each have a role to play um, and validation uh, and valuing what each person brings to, I mean, that sports educational activities and educational athletics is, is, definitely a, has a huge place in all of that. Um, Nick, this has been amazing. Uh, <laughs> again, I've, I've just learned so much about myself and, and about the work that you, know, you do. Um, you. Is there anything that uh, you wanted to, you know, any advice, anything else that you wanted to talk about that we yeah. that I hadn't asked about? You know, not anything else, I just really, the, the emphasis of if it's not just athletics, you know, us and them, academics and athletics um, is, is something really important to me. I, I think I having that teacher, mother and the, and the coach of a father, um, having a history degree myself, I, I, I see these things together. They're not us and them. And if there's any kind of that 
that attitude at a school, even with just a few teachers, uh, can be really damaging to the to the students and the whole idea. So, just like to stress how I, I think important that is when when a school is is completely completely unified. You know that they don't have to love athletics, but just that everyone really believes that athletics is a valuable and important part of our of our students' lives, um, and that that you know we shouldn't be adversarial at all. Um, I think is important important thing to stress. Yeah. Yes, yes. And truth be told, that's the way I felt when I was growing up. I was I was the musician. I marched in the marching band. Um, oh, wow. But athletics always seemed to get, you know, the budget and um, the programs that I loved were the ones yeah. that seemed to be cut. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you, yeah, you grow up with this attitude. But I, I love this idea of educational athletics and and bringing it all together. And I love the fact that you ended up on that note, Nick. That's that's yeah, just thanks. perfect. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, thank you. So uh, I have a feeling that people are going to want to reach out to you and learn <laughs> more about Globetrotten ADs and your book. Yeah. So, yeah. and all of all this will be in the show notes, but um, uh, yeah. tell everybody how they can easily find you. Yeah, it would be fantastic um, to reach out to anybody wherever you are in the world or what you what you do, um, I think maybe the easiest, I am on Twitter. So uh, mm-hmm. Nick underscore uh, G-T-A-D-S, my short form for Globetrotten ADs. But uh, I have a website, globetrottenads.com. And there's a, a tab for the podcast, a tab for the book, uh, you know, about tab uh, about me and the contact there. But I would absolutely love it. Um, I would just love to, to mention that I, a lot mm-hmm. of help and the way that we we connected was through School Rubric. Um, yes. So schoolrubric.org uh, is a great resource for, for anybody around uh, around the world. And Wallace has been uh, a tremendous help getting the book going and, and just mentoring me, uh, being able to connect to these people outside of, I would say, what was my old comfort zone, uh, mm-hmm. maybe just athletics and sports people. He, he helped me really reach out from there. And yeah, I would love to, if anyone is listening, I do uh, speak uh, at different conferences and, and I've done talks at different schools online and in person. Um, so yeah, I would love to spread the spread the word about athletics and and can, can dig, dig deep into how you can, you know, change your athletics program to, yes. to the better. Spread the community and the belonging. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And Nick, thank you for mentioning school rubric. I should have mentioned it in the introduction that that's Wallace uh, Ting was the with the person that sort of brought us together and appreciated and and I know my your podcast and my podcast are all featured on schoolrubrics.org and so yeah they've been really really uh, wonderful about su- supporting um, supporting us so yeah, and absolutely. and this is wonderful great bringing together so thank you very much Wallace and thank you Nick so much uh, for postponing this for a while as I grandparented. And uh, for accommodating everything today. So really appreciate it. And great to meet you. And I I hope sometime maybe we'll meet in real life. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you.